So I began to research the topic, uh, was writing an article about it called 10 Lies the Church Tells Women, and realized that that was not an article, it was a book. So that book came out in the year 2000. And uh, I began to get lots of invitations to speak on that topic, to empower women in leadership and to empower them as ministers of the gospel. And then that opened up doors for me to go overseas, and then I began to discover how much uh, women are suffering in these countries. It's not just that they're denied the opportunity to preach, but in a lot of places they're you know, literally being killed because of their gender. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Steve Green, and welcome to the Charisma Podcast Network. In the studio with me today is a great guest, a good friend of mine, a great friend of Charisma Media. You know him. You love him. His name is Lee Grady. He's a former editor of Charisma Magazine. He's a director of the Mordecai Project and the author of an ongoing series called Fire in My Bones. I know you've read it and you love it. So right off the bat, Lee, welcome to the Charisma Podcast Studio. Hey, it's great to be with you, Dr. Green. I'm sure it's great to be anywhere off the mission field at this time of year. Well, it's nice to be home after sure. a pretty busy year. Well, tell us about it. Tell me about your last few months of or, or weeks of travel. Catch up our readers and listeners to your life. What have you been doing? Sure. Well, 2015 was uh, very busy, 11 countries, 16 states. And I figured out yesterday that I have slept in 62 beds this year. <laughs> mm. A lot of travel, but it's been great. You have to look at the telephone to see where you are in the morning. Sometimes I wake up not realizing where I am. Yeah, it's happened to me. I've had to look down at the phone on the beside <laughs> the bed to see what city I'm in because I've I had yeah. a lot of travel in my life. Yeah, but it's been a wonderful year. Our work, as you know, and probably a lot of the readers of Charisma know, we focus on confronting gender-based violence in countries where women and girls are suffering. And so I just got back from El Salvador, which is has the it has the dubious reputation of being the most dangerous country in the world for women, and uh, did so. There's a scarring in that country, isn't there? It's really That's serious still, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only do we have the problem of machismo, where women are, you know, looked down upon, but we have a lot of gangs there. So there's just a lot of violence. One of the days I was there, 51 people were killed in one day. Mm. But uh, it is the most dangerous country for women because of femicide. Women die because their husbands kill them or their partners. And so uh, that's why we're working there. And hopefully uh, soon we'll be helping to build a shelter there for women. Well, from what I've been told, and we were active at ORU, we had a ministry group that was going there and was really involved in husband-on-wife scarring. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that? What, What would cause a man to do that to his wife? Well, there's a mindset. It's really not just isolated to Latin America. Everywhere in the world we have this problem. I believe it's part of sin nature. But in Latin America, it's a very unique mindset where men look down on women as being inferior. And so uh, they, you know, they, there's a mindset that violence is normal. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my job in, in a lot of the meetings that I do training men as well as women is to help them understand that violence is not normal. It's not normal for a man to hit his wife or to 
uh, verbally abuse her. And so, uh, or to throw acid in her face. Exactly. Or to, and now with the gang violence we have, we've got 14 year old girls being kidnapped by gangs and then made to be basically slaves mm-hmm. for the gangs. And, and then if they don't do exactly what they're expected to do, then they end up dead. Mm-hmm. So we have quite a crisis there. And so how's your ministry helping? And I know your ministry is the Mordecai Project. Does it all fit in underneath that that yes. title? Okay. Right. We do, of course, a lot of education, lots of conferences, a lot of training and speaking in churches because this problem is in the church. It's not mm-hmm. just out there. Uh, we have even pastors who uh, don't understand that it's wrong to beat your wife, and so we have to start there. Right. And then uh, we're also on the ground doing... Uh, compassionate work. We've started a girls' home in India where girls are abandoned just because they're female. We have uh, started a domestic violence shelter in Colombia, and we're building shelters in Peru and in Guatemala. And we're also working with a ministry, existing ministry in El Salvador, to, to address this problem. And so, your last trip, you were you were in India before El Salvador. I was in okay. India. Yes. What did you do there? Well, we have a girls' home there. Uh, I've been partnering with uh, a young couple in India who have a, a, a burden for this problem. And uh, we have 33 little girls. All of them were abandoned by their parents because they were born female. Mm-hmm. That's a problem in India because we have a dowry system there. Young girls, when they get married, they are expected to pay the husband $5,000. And so poor parents don't want to do that. They, they mourn when a girl is born because of the financial obligation. So a lot of girls end up thrown in trash cans or abandoned, and all the girls in our home were abandoned by their parents. My goodness. It's hard to imagine, isn't it, Lee? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a system there, and it's, uh, it requires a lot of uh, changing of mindsets. And, of course, we can only do that through God's Word, but I believe it's happening. I believe we're changing people's mindsets. We're visiting with Lee Grady, who is a director of the Mordecai Project. And just after this word from our sponsor, we'll come back and talk to him a little bit about his preaching and whatever's on his heart that you've probably read about and fire in his bones. We'll see what's going on with Lee just after this word from our sponsor. Are you too busy to go to school but would still like to earn your ministry degree? Well, I have an answer for you. First of all, I want to tell you the website right off the bat. It's online.seu backslash spirit. Online.seu backslash spirit. Their university specializes in something that you just can't find everywhere, equipping leaders with a biblical foundation and helping to plant you in the workforce. With a degree from Southeastern University, you can pursue a successful career inside and outside traditional ministry settings. And most of you know that I'm a former dean of the College of Business at ORU, and one of the things we specialized most was the character of our graduates. Not just the fact that they've been trained as business people, but with it came character. You'll be working with experienced faculty to gain skills and knowledge you need in a flexible and highly interactive environment that's going to allow you to study when and where it's most convenient for you. Don't you like that? You can go to school when you're ready, and you don't really have to get dressed or do your hair. Makes a lot of sense to me. The best part is you can earn your degree right from home. Your career is waiting. Get started today by visiting online.seu backslash spirit. That's Southeastern University Online. We're back with Lee Grady, 
on the Charisma Podcast Network. This is Charisma Connection. And just before the break, Lee, we, we teased to uh, let people know that I want to talk to you a little bit about your preaching. What are you saying in these countries? I know you do a lot of preaching and not just uh, in pulpits, but face-to-face and counseling. What's your message? What, are, what do you find that you're saying more often? Well, I don't know if all the readers of Charisma know that back when I was the editor for all those years, it was sort of in the middle of that time that uh, the Lord really challenged me to study and uh, research the whole issue of women in ministry. Hmm. And that was partly because every time we'd ever put a woman on the cover of Charisma, we always got lots of letters, people wanting to tell me why we shouldn't do that. So I began to research the topic, uh, was writing an article about it called 10 Lies the Church Tells Women, and realized that that was not an article, it was a book. So that book came out in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. And uh, I began to get lots of invitations to speak on that topic, to empower women in leadership and to empower them as ministers of the gospel. And then that opened up doors for me to go overseas, and then I began to discover how much uh, women are suffering in these countries. It's not just that they're denied the opportunity to preach, but in a lot of places they're, you know, literally being killed because of their gender. Mm. So uh, a lot of what I do when I go out and speak is on that topic. I uh, do a lot of women's events empowering them for ministry and leadership. And then that also led me to do a lot of work for men because you can't stop the abuse of women if you don't deal with men's hearts. That's right. So I do a lot of men's conferences. I've started my own men's conferences trying to uh, help men uh, you know, deal with their father wounds, deal with their pain, deal with their anger, deal with their uh, hidden sin. And this is really bearing a lot of fruit in a lot of people's lives, a lot of marriages being healed, a lot of families being restored. I want to hear That's about that. That's my passion. <laughs> so what's ahead for you in 2016? You probably have a full calendar already. What's it look like? Well, as far as countries, you mean? Yeah, uh, where are you going? Oh, well, uh, February I will go to Uganda where we're uh, dealing with this problem of gender-based violence over there, and it's very unique African manifestation, hmm. and doing a men's event there. We're also going to be starting a women's shelter in Uganda, so I'll be laying a lot of groundwork for that. So we have work going on in Africa, in Latin America, and in primarily India, and as well as some other parts of Asia. But next year I'll be in all of those places continuing to lay the foundations for this work of bringing the healing of Christ to uh, women who are suffering from different forms of abuse. Okay, so you're thinking five or six trips next year for just that purpose? Oh, no, I think there'll be about 10 international trips. My goodness. And then uh, lots of places in this country that I go mm-hmm. and speak. I do a lot of churches, mm-hmm. and uh, I do my own discipleship events for men as well as women. Good. you writing any? I have a book that is uh, supposed to be finished by the end of February. What's the topic? It's called Set My Heart on Fire, and it's a Bible study on the Holy Spirit. Good. Which is another one of my passions. It's the reason why I served so many years here at this magazine, because I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and how he can change a person's life. And uh, I had such a dramatic encounter with the Holy Spirit many, many years ago that I want everybody to experience that mm-hmm. same uh, encounter. So the book is really designed for people who maybe 
have not experienced the fullness of the Holy Spirit before, and it's a Bible study to lead them into that experience. We need to stop, take another break. Just after this word from our sponsor, we're going to come back and get real up close and nosy with Lee Grady and ask him about that experience he had with the Holy Spirit. Don't you want to hear that? Just after this word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Brown Church Development Group. Your facility should be a reflection of your church culture. Brown Church Development Group's network of architects understands ministry and uses cutting-edge, 3D software to help bring your vision to life. Integrating with Brown Church Development Group members, consultants, and builders, they create memorable designs seamlessly aligned with your ministry and your budget. Do you need a stunning facility designed to serve your vision? Call my friends at Brown Church Development Group today at 888-879-1338. Here's the phone number again, 888-879-1338. Or find them online at churchdevelopment.net backslash podcast. One more time, churchdevelopment.net backslash podcast. Now back to our story. We're back with Lee Grady. And Lee, you mentioned just before the break that you had a very memorable, powerful experience with the Holy Spirit. Tell our listeners about it. Well, uh, our listeners might be surprised to know that I was raised a Southern Baptist and uh, grew up in that environment when I was a teenager. So uh, my Baptist friends, you know, really didn't talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. I never was around anything that I would consider charismatic or Pentecostal. This was back in the 70s. And those same Baptist people told me, if it's in the Bible, you should believe it. So when I was 18 years old, uh, a very unusual lady came to my church. She was a Southern Baptist, but she was not like any Southern Baptist I'd ever met. I ended up asking her, what was it about her? She's so different. And she explained to me that she was a charismatic. I didn't know what that meant. Thought it sounded really strange. Charismatic to me sounded like a a back problem or something. (laughs) But she loaded me down with some books. She sat me down and shared some scriptures with me about, you know, what she called the second experience in the Mm -hmm. Christian life, which was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I never knew there was anything like that. So I read those books for about a week and finally decided I wanted to take the plunge. I had never seen anybody prayed for like that. I'd never heard speaking in tongues before. Did they take you in a back room? Uh, Actually, I was by myself. I went behind my Baptist church in Atlanta, Georgia, sat down on the volleyball court, 9 o'clock at night, all alone, and prayed that Jesus would do that for me. And I got baptized in the Holy Spirit on Southern Baptist property. That's unbelievable. And that moment (laughs) changed my life forever. All by yourself. All by myself. Laying hands on you or encouraging you. Didn't even really know about that. Isn't that amazing? Never had heard speaking in tongues before until I spoke in tongues. Hmm. And it was very dramatic and, of course, had no clue that in a few more years I'd end up here as editor of a charismatic magazine. But God really used that moment to mm-hmm. change my life forever. So I really want other people to experience that. I do, too. That's a good <laughs> word. So you've got a busy year. You've got a great mission. Uh, tell me about your need base. What is it that you're trying to do that you need help with? What, In what ways could our listeners help you in your mission? 
Well, I was very grateful this year, you know, Dr. Green, we ran an article in Charisma about Mordecai Project, Mm -hmm. and uh, we were able to raise some funds for our India project. It was wonderful. But India is just one part of what we're doing. We're, as I mentioned before, we are building shelters for women in Guatemala and Peru. We need funds for all of our international outreach, and so I just am grateful for the support Charisma readers have given us. So tell me what what you would do with gifts that came in over the next month or so, Christmas gifts, end of the year mm-hmm. gifts for tax purposes. What would your likely where that money would go immediately? What do you see it being used for? Sure. The most immediate needs we have are Guatemala, Colombia, and Peru. We just sent the first $10,000 to build the shelter in Peru. We mm-hmm. needed another 30000 for that, and then we can finish it. So you're talking about... Building shelters, mm-hmm. places for women to hide and exactly. be safe. Exactly. These will be counseling centers where lots of women can go for help, but then they will also have a residential aspect where we can keep some of the women there who need to get away from a violent situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just need to get out of their home. And in in places in the developing world, you know, women don't really have options economically. That's right. So this is a way for them to get away, get a safe place where they can be restored, healed, counseled, and to get away from the abuser that's that's hurting them or their children. So it's a safe house. Exactly. Right. You have security and you have to do quite a bit to protect We're them. working with police in all of these areas. We have commitments from the local authorities to help us, mm-hmm. as well as, of course, we've got live-in people helping us. And we have walls around these facilities Good. to make sure that the women are not vulnerable. Did you walk around the wall seven times? <laughs> We will do that in every case yes. because we want angels to be stationed around them. Absolutely, and I know you're doing that. So tell me a, a little bit about how we could connect with you. If I'm listening now. What's the quickest way to get to you? If they just go to the MordecaiProject.org. Uh, right, let's that's, spell that out for everyone. Sure, T-H-E-M-O-R-D-E-C-A-I. That's MordecaiProject.org. If they go to my website, it's very easy to navigate, and you can find the button that you can push for donations, and it's very easy to make online donations. Okay, we're listening on podcast, so if you missed that, we'll repeat it one more time, and you can always rewind this podcast and listen to Lee again. So, Lee, one more time, tell us the website. TheMordecaiProject.org. And just one more thing before we go. I know you have a great concern for America, for where we're headed, and with what's been in the news and the way we're, what we're doing. Where's your hope right now for our country? I believe that the only thing that's going to turn America around is uh, is a move of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that the next president is going to be able to solve our problems. I'm hopeful praying about our next president, but I'm not putting all my hopes in that because we need much, much more than a new leader. We need, we need this nation to be uh, saturated with a move of God. And so that's where my prayers are Amen. aimed at. Did you happen to hear about, I don't know when you returned to the country, did you hear about Dolly Parton's show? I did hear about it, and I've kind of been out of the loop, so I haven't mm-hmm. even listened yet. I don't, I'm going to have a podcast about it later. I've already written about it today, but I'm really moved by it. It was one of the first TV shows, and it was the first TV show in five years that pulled the kind of numbers that it did. It had over 13 million people watching it. And I guess that's where I was going with my question in our little discussion here, Lee, is it, it gave me great hope that because this was pretty faith-based movie out and a little house on the prairie comes back 
that's kind of what it is through uh, Donnie Parton as a nine-year-old, rambunctious little girl and, you know, the, the struggles of her family and how Dolly got through it. Mm. And I guess what I'm encouraged about is that many people watched it and it got great ratings. Sure. There's a hunger. And, and, and I don't know that we're seeing it at the pulpit. I don't know if we're seeing it in churches. But I believe that we're, I'm hearing from the grassroots level that people are looking, they're hungry, and they don't. The stuff that went on in California and goes on every day somewhere, it seems like, uh, is, is really bringing people to their knees in some form. Do you, do you think that's possible? I see a lot of hunger in this country. Um, in a lot of the places where I go, I spend a lot of my time with young people, mm-hmm. and I see altars full of young people coming to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to repent of their addictions. There is incredible hunger out there. I don't think that we should just spend all of our time listening to secular media because that can that can make you pretty depressed mm-hmm. quickly. I see signs of, you know, an awakening when I go out. Plus, you know, this hunger that you're talking about with this TV show, we also saw it this year with some of the other faith-based films like War Room mm-hmm. uh, out there that, you know, amazing uh, hunger out there for for just, you know, godly entertainment and for a faith-based message, it's it's there's evidence of that. God's Not Dead 2 is on its way. I think it's going to be out in April, April, May, somewhere in there, and I'm excited about that. It's a much different movie. It'll be powerful. So if people are attending these things in droves, they're, they're loading up buses and getting into the movie to see something, we're bringing it into our homes, 13 million people did, it, it's something's bubbling up. What can the church do to meet the need of these people? Why are they so reticent to return to their pews to listen to uh, good preaching? What's up? Well, you know, I hear people say that, uh, you know, people are staying away from church. I don't really see the evidence of that where I go. I mm-hmm. see packed churches. I see altars full. Now you're bragging. No, really. This is not just about me and my, where I go. I really do see uh, what I think is happening, though, is that people are are staying away from maybe uh, status quo churches or they're mm-hmm. staying away from a, a compromise, compromise message. Right. But where the gospel is really being preached and where there's the fire of the Holy Spirit, people are flocking there. Are we in the day of the latter rain? I believe we're headed there. I believe that the enemy is very aware of what's around the corner. I think he's fighting us, you know, on all sides. I think there's a lot of spiritual warfare and a lot of opposition. But I also see people rising up in faith to push through that, and I believe we are. All right. Well, I want you to do one or two more things for us before we let you off the hook here. One is I'd like you to share your favorite Bible verse, story, something that's in your heart right now for our listeners. And then I'd like you to help me close the podcast with a prayer. There are people that are listening to this that are either going to get heavily involved in your mission. I'm just feeling this right now. They're either going to get heavily involved. They're going to want to go. They're going to do this podcast. God will send right to this message who needs to hear it. It won't be today because this isn't live, but throughout the next few months, just a couple of months, people are going to hear it. Maybe as many as a couple thousand people will hear it real quick. And uh, I think someone's going to be in that audience that you're going to pray for today that will give them direction. So tell us a Bible story Hmm. that moves you, that will help our audience, and then let's pray. Well, I'll just share with you something that God spoke to me today. Because uh, as I was reading, I'm reading through the book of Joshua again. Got to Joshua chapter 6 today, which is, of course, the walls falling down in Jericho. 
And it just struck me again how God spoke to Joshua and told him to do something really what seems to be very foolish. Mm-hmm. You know, walk around a city, blow trumpets, and then go home, and then come back tomorrow and do it again, and then go home, come back tomorrow and do it again. Do it six days, and then on the seventh day, walk around seven times blowing trumpets. Makes no sense to us. And yet, because Joshua was a man of faith, and he stepped out and obeyed God, and he was consistent. He believed consistently every day, every one of those seven days. He believed. And as a result, Hebrews 11 tells us it was by faith that the walls of Jericho fell because they were encircled by Joshua and his his armies for seven days. You know, it just reminded me again, I'm believing God for some big things. Yes, sir. And I'm trusting him to provide the funds that we need for our ministry to help us to get this message out to the world. And, you know, we don't have the funds. And yet, I know God is telling me that if I would trust him and do what he's told me to do and be consistent in my faith— that there will be a breakthrough and the walls will come down and the funds will be provided. So I feel like there's probably some people listening to us today who are in a very, very difficult battle of faith right now. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't see anything moving. You don't see any evidence of God working. Mm-hmm. You know, it says in Joshua 6 that the city was tightly shut. So they weren't hearing anything from inside. There was nothing happening. And they just faithfully walked around that situation every day. So I just want to encourage those who are listening. You've got a promise from God. You're, you're waiting, and you're tempted to quit. And I just want to say keep marching. Keep putting yes. one foot in front of the other. Keep plodding around that problem because I believe God honors faith, and he will give you a breakthrough. The walls will fall. The problem will be solved. Your promise will be fulfilled if you'll just be consistent in your faith. Well, Lee, we agree with you for financial provision and for favor and for these that you need to pray for. Why don't you just go ahead and pray for uh, whatever you think is happening in the listening audience as they come into this podcast Mm. and pray in the Spirit as God would give utterance and Mm. as your heart would lead you. Would you pray for us? Well, Father, we all are concerned today for the United States and for our country and, Lord, we see the enemy working in so many ways, Lord. And, and, and sometimes we get discouraged when we are marching around our nation and we don't see any evidence of you working. But, Father, we choose today to be people of faith. And we ask you, Lord, to bring down the walls of spiritual opposition and to unleash a move of the Holy Spirit in the United States, Lord, that will affect our nation from the White House all the way down to the local level. Lord, we believe you want to saturate this nation Mm -hmm. with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we know there are many people listening today who are people of faith, who are believing God for a breakthrough in their personal lives as well as in this nation. Mm -hmm. And so we take heart today that you honor faith, and we choose to believe you instead of what we hear out there in the world, we choose to believe your word, and we ask that you unleash an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our personal lives, in our nation, that would even affect the outcome of the election next November. We are believing for a great, great move of the Holy Spirit in this hour. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
What a great prayer, and we receive it. And for those of you listening, uh, I strongly recommend that you, if you haven't read Lee Grady's Fire in My Bones, you can sign up for it at Charisma Mag. That's one word, charismamag.com backslash newsletters. It's called Fire in My Bones. It's written by Lee Grady. He writes uh, once a week. And we see a, one of his columns in our magazine every month. He's got the very last story in Charisma Mag. He's got the last word in Charisma Magazine. Again, Fire in My Bones at charismamag.com. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend a little bit of time with you, Lee. I wish we could spend more time. Lee Grady is the director of the Mordecai Project, the author of Fire in My Bones, and a great man of God and doing a great work. And remember him in your prayers, and I hope that you can find a way to contribute and support his ministry. Lee, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on the show. You bet, sir. You're listening to Steve Green. This is Charisma Connection. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. Mm -hmm.